Welcome to Tusker Talk, a podcast by Somers Schools. I'm Amanda Bergen, the district's communications coordinator. Today, I am here with Maeve Jonica, who was just selected as a semifinalist in the Regeneron Science Talent Search. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you so it's much. huge. So let's just introduce who else is here around the table before we get chatting. Mr. Melia, why don't we start with you? Sure. Hi, my name is William Melia, and I'm one of the science research teachers here at Somers High School. Hi, I'm Christy Lipkowski, and I also teach science research here at the high school. Awesome. So, Maeve, you are a senior. I am, yes. And you're not just a Regeneron scholar. You're also the valedictorian of the class of 2020, <laughs> right? Yes, I yeah. am. You're super underachiever. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So tell me about this. First, tell me about um, the, the talent search, about the contest, how you got into it what it means. Sure, well I've been in the science research class um, here at the high school since I was a sophomore um, and Regeneron STS is a competition which the seniors enter every year. Um, it's based on a research paper rather than a presentation like most of our other competitions. So around I'd say like November, right, um, I filled out an application. It was kind of very similar to a college application and I wrote a bunch of supplements and I submitted my research paper um, a couple of recommendations as well, and then I just heard back last week that I was selected as a scholar, which was a big honor. I'm very excited about. So you're a semifinalist. What does that mean going forward? It means that I have the chance to advance in the competition. Um, next week, next Wednesday, I will be hearing back if I made it to the finalist round, um, which would allow me the chance to compete in Washington, D.C. for $250,000. $250,000? Yes. Wow. Was there any scholarship <laughs> money associated with being a semifinalist? Yes, I got $2,000. That's awesome. Yes, very That's exciting for college. <laughs> the program also receives $2,000 oh, for cool. her Okay. receiving that award so okay. that's also great it is great so tell me about your project sure so I study jewel e-cigarettes um, the heavy metal content in jewel electronic cigarette vapor um, I created a device at Mount St. Mary College which could create suction on a jewel to create vapor which I drew through filters um, and later I condensed into condensate um, and I analyzed my samples in the ICP and detected elevated levels of iron, copper, and chromium in Julie cigarette vapor, which is very significant. And it's very topical today. Right. And and you had a mentor yes. for this? Dr. Malia. <laughs> Dr. Malia. The best mentor ever. What was your role in this? Not me. That's actually my mother, who is a chemistry professor at Mount St. Mary College. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. And what is and is she studying this? on her own or is this something that Maeve brought to her and said I'm interested I want to do this can you help? So the actual whole timeline of Maeve's project is really interesting because it is a multi-part study. Uh, her research really started with her wanting to do a survey of her peers to find out um, Juul uh, e-cigarette usage and so she created a survey and she distributed that through various channels. Um, she also had uh, which hospital was it? Northern Westchester Hospital also helped and promoted her survey and she received about 300 responses and so then she wanted to take her research another step further beyond just looking at the usage of it and actually look at the content of the smoke and so uh, my mother is a chemistry professor at Mount St. Mary College and I said a chemist is probably the type of person you would want to talk to about this and I put the two of them in touch um, and Mount St. Mary is really great with uh, promoting research and I know they do a lot of undergraduate research up there during the summer which they call the SURE program and so uh, Maeve kind of went up in her free time they coordinated and she went up there several times to work in the lab 
with her. Mm-hmm. I would think this is fairly cutting edge research. It is, yes. Um, there's a significant amount of research done on earlier e-cigarette models. There's Sigalikes, which are first generation models, which are modeled to look like uh, traditional cigarettes. And there's second generation tank system devices, which are, I don't know if you've seen like the big, they almost look like a box um, with a big mouthpiece on them. But um, today, jewels are very compact. They look like flash drives. Um, and these are much smaller and easier to conceal than previous devices. Um, and because they're so new to the market, there hasn't been a lot of research done on their potential health effects or their potential um, toxic heavy metal concentrations. So I detected, or sorry, I found a gap in the literature regarding research involving jewels. And this is really significant because Juul is extremely popular today. Um, it occupied over 70% of the U.S. e-cigarette market share in 2018. And between 2011 and 2015, there was a 900% increase in high school age e-cigarette use. Yeah, according to a Surgeon General report, which is very big. So, so what were your classmates' responses when you asked them to do the survey? <laughs> um, I had a bunch of responses. Um, people were reluctant at first um, to take the survey, but you know, my survey was completely anonymous. Um, so once I let them know that. I had a range of responses. Some people asked me if they could be test subjects, um, jokingly, of course. But <laughs> yeah, but the support from the Somers community has been really instrumental in pushing my project forward. Um, only legal adults could take my survey, so I really only was dealing with seniors taking it last year, seniors who turned 18. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from that, yeah, just people from the high school were a huge help. Your research is really timely. I mean, here in the district, we've been talking so much about the vaping problem and how to combat it. And I would think that when your classmates see your research and what you've found, and it's not being done by some random adult in a in some lab somewhere, but it's you, Babe, their friend, <laughs> um, what has the response been to what you've discovered? Have you been able to share it with some of the people that you've tested or that you surveyed? Yes, I have. And people have been surprised, um, especially with Considering like traditional cigarette research, you always have those visual models that you can show when you're um, conducting like education on the risks of traditional cigarettes, like the black tar lungs right. or the spotted lungs. But with vaping, since it's so new, we don't really have any of those sorts of models. But my research, when I drew um, the vapor through filters, it produced this like weird orangish discolored, yeah, on these white filters, these like pristine white filters. Um, and that's kind of a visual model that I can show my peers and be like, this is serious, like I only vape this for two minutes, 10 minutes, and it's already, it's like orange, and it's it's just vile. So that's a nice way, um, a nice like side component of my research that isn't really the focus, but just having that visual model um, is really instrumental in helping my peers. Do you think anybody stopped vaping as a result of this? I really hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I. it's a very interesting position to be in, to be in the high school. Um, during this time when vaping is very popular, just across the board um, and just to be conducting this research because you know everyone knows someone that vapes I have friends that vape um, and half the time it's not really it's I think it's because they don't have the resources to make informed decisions about e-cigarettes mm-hmm. um, and so I'm just really hoping that my research can help them make these choices in the future what would be a next natural step in your research I want to take a deeper look into the types of metals that I found um, in e-cigarette aerosol, like particularly the size of the particles. Um, if the particles are like microparticles, they likely can't be taken up into the bloodstream and into vital organs. But if they're nanoparticles, they can, and they can impair the function of your brain, your spleen, your liver. 
So that's a, a next step that I think is very important um, in my research because depending on the size of the particles, they could have drastically different health effects. Is that something you're going to pursue? I'm hoping so, yes. <laughs> is it something you can pursue this year or is that down the road? Well, I don't know. This year I'm focusing on competitions, but I do want to continue to look at it. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully. I haven't made any concrete plans, but it's in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts when Maeve proposed this particular project? Well, Maeve actually started in the program not on this topic. She actually uh, started with a uh, project that she conducted at uh, SUNY Albany. Um, she was working in a biomed lab up there, um, and she had a great experience, but it really wasn't where her passion was. And so at the end of her sophomore year, kind of more the beginning of her junior year, we sat down, we had a conversation about what interests you and what do you want to look at. And, you know, she looked around and saw this was a really prevalent issue in this school, amongst her peers and her friends. And so that's kind of what jump-started all of it. And I always tell students when they come into the program, if you can find something that really is personal to you, something that you're passionate about, you can really take it somewhere rather than just coming in and I'm not going to hand you a textbook and say go find something to study. Come in with a real interest in what it is that you want to look at and I think that that's one of the things that's really helped Maeve take this to the levels that she has is she hit the ground running and never really looked back with it. What are some of the other um, topics that students are researching this year? Um, a lot of people are looking at cancer. Um, cancer's been one of the bigger topics. Uh, we have some environmental projects on mercury concentration in fish. Um, we have some projects on cerebral palsy, and um, there's a vast majority of them. We have a couple unique ones on archaeology and some statistics with polling. So there's a big range of the types of projects that we see. And well, that's really unusual. I wouldn't have thought that polling would be applicable in science research, but... It's yep. political science, right? Yep. <laughs> and that's interesting. When students come in, we also tell them, you know, not only find something that you're passionate about, but um, it doesn't just have to be the traditional research project. Like something that you're really interested in, we can turn it into that. Because um, people don't necessarily think of, you know, they think sitting in a white lab coat at a bench mixing chemicals and beakers together. But, you know, we have a student who uh, found a... a a Native American paint pot when he was hiking and so his whole project was doing x-ray fluorescence on it to identify the compounds to see if he could locate um, the origin of the pot. We have a student who came in and he's really interested in political science and so we created a whole project where he's looking at polling inaccuracies in, um, in the last several elections. Um, How do you, can you still submit those in most of the competitions that you participate in? Yep. Even though they're not the traditional biology, chemistry? Yep, definitely. So there aren't really strict guidelines? There's all different categories that you can apply for, um, for your projects. So it just depends what project you have and what category you go into for your um, competition. As long as you're really following the scientific method, you know, that's kind of what they're looking for. As long as you can have an objective or a hypothesis that's testable. Then, then that's acceptable. Okay. So, Maeve, what are you doing next year? Don't you love that question? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yet. I've applied to pretty much every school. In every the school in the country. No, I've okay. applied to so many. I applied to like fifteen. Okay. Um, I've been accepted into Binghamton, WPI, and UT Austin. So you're going to college. Yes. Congratulations. I am going to college. I'm hoping to study um, engineering, either chemical or biomedical. 
I want to continue research, definitely. Has this class had an impact on what you'd like to do in the future? 100%. This class is what I want to do in the future. Um, if it weren't for this class, I never would have gotten the experiences in the lab that kind of helped me determine that chemistry is something that I want to do with my life. Like, I want to continue to conduct research. Um, that's just, like, one of the strengths of the program, and that experience isn't unique to me. So many of my friends have been um, just inspired by the work that they've conducted in science research and just making it a lifelong passion. So, yes. That's great. Well, congratulations to you. Thank you. Thanks for joining <laughs> us today. And keep us posted on what happens next in the Regeneron Science Talents Search and all the other competitions, right? You, you submit to other? Yes, yes. I have um, WRJSHS, which is a speaker presentation coming out February, early February. Yeah. February 8th, and then we have OSF, so. All right, we'll be keeping track. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you.